This is another message from Glory City Church by Pastor Catherine Rinala. For more information, go to glorycitychurch.com.au. Hallelujah. I want to thank you um, particularly uh, to uh, Samuel and Murray and Ray and the whole intercessor team. I so appreciate you uh, praying while I've been gone and uh, just so, so, so value your prayers and the intercessors on Thursdays as well. Uh, just want to say thank you so much for everyone that's been praying. We had an incredible time. Tom and I were in Israel for about um, seven days. And um, it was outstanding. What the Lord did was just incredible. It was really busy time. The, the phone would go at 5.30 in the morning with a wake-up call and you'd be off and, and running. Um, but we saw God do some amazing things. And it was our first time in Israel. And to see, to be in the land, in Jerusalem, where Jesus was walk, had walked, and to see biblical prophecy and how it's come to pass is quite amazing. You know, over here in Australia, sometimes we, be, we get a little bit distant from all that's going on over there. And yet over there, it's in your face. I can look in the Bible and go, oh, wow, that's okay. So this has happened. Wow, look how this is done. We are at the, we at the Temple Institute and see how they've got all the preparations ready for the rebuilding of the temple. It's just amazing. What's, what's happening over there and, uh, you know, the promises of God about how he'd bring his people back to their land and it's incredible. People would say, you know, did you feel safe? Well, wasn't quite sure when we first got there. I'm like, I, I don't really know. You get into the lift and you'd see, um, we get into the lift for, for breakfast and there was a guy with a balaclava and a machine gun in his IDF uniform and you, you get into the lift and you're, ah, shalom. <laughs> Let's all be very peaceful right now. <laughs> But uh, they carry them around everywhere they go and um, on the buses to work and back. And, I've, you know, we actually felt very safe. Uh, sadly, I think it's probably one of the safer places to be at the moment with so much security um, going on. And, uh, you know, in the world, there's, a, there's so much stirring and so much going on, but we carry the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. And, and he is with us. So... It was quite an amazing time. I put uh, updates on every day. On, I've got a public Facebook page. If you want to have a look there, you can see this little sort of 90-second teachings that I did each day in different places and, um, and saw so much and was so amazed. I was quite overwhelmed, actually, as we flew in. Um, I had an encounter with God in worship. I was just weeping and weeping as I, as I flew in, knowing, wow, God, you are so faithful. And to, to look and see that... The, the physical evidence of the faithfulness of God over thousands of years, his promises stand firm. Hallelujah. He is, he is so amazing. Uh, Pastor Tom was baptizing in the Jordan River. He baptized Noga there. and um, uh, So it was just an incredible time. I got to do um, uh, meetings where we had lots of people come to Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, we had a concert pianist actually one of the ladies in the meeting who was healed, she had had an operation and had to cancel all her concerts, unable to get any more movement than 30% in her arm and her hand was damaged. And she was just instantly healed in the presence of God. No one laid hands on her. 
just immediately, instantly, gloriously healed. Other, some, a couple of people there who'd had um, bad issues with their knee, one who'd had an operation, another who'd had an accident when he was a teenager. Gloriously, instantly healed. Many, many, many miracles, more than we could uh, actually go into or share. And uh, so it was quite outstanding. And then um, I had the opportunity to do an interview with Sid um, they used the TBN studios in Jerusalem, so they, they put a silk thing up and you just had um, an open studio uh, overlooking Jerusalem. I think you have a photograph of it there. Um, yeah, so that's not a backdrop. That's actually Jerusalem. That's the Mount of Olives there in the, in the background um, where Jesus ascended. Hallelujah. And where he's coming back. It's just, Wow. The, the Jews have got all their graves there, you can see, because they also believe that um, you know, this is where the Messiah is going to come. And Sadly, actually, everywhere you go in Jerusalem, you can see on the back of buses and signs everywhere, um, pictures of different ones that they think is the Messiah. There's one guy uh, at the moment that's just being advertised everywhere. Um, he was a guy who lived in Brooklyn, died 15 years ago, and they keep thinking that he's going to come back. He never even visited Israel, but... Um, they're, they're, they're looking for the Messiah, and we actually have the answer, hallelujah. And even the hunger, you know, you might uh, shake your head and go, how can that be? But I, I looked at it and saw hope. I thought, wow, if they're willing to believe that some guy that never even visited Israel and lived in Brooklyn is the Messiah, they will believe if we will just go forward with, with uh, joy and with love and with hope and, and tell them the good news, hallelujah. And uh, so Sid actually did a, um, he had a secret meeting that he'd set up uh, where they'd done personal invitations to, uh, in, a, in a completely Jewish area where there, no believers were invited to that meeting. And um, they offered them free lunches and um, a talk on the, the paranormal, as Chris shared, and, um, and prayed for the sick and presented Jesus as Yeshua, their Hamashiach, their um, Messiah. And when he gave the appeal, 950 Jewish people gave their hearts to Jesus. Hallelujah. Which was just, wow, God. And then he had um, already organized someone to be full-time, have a full-time job, and that is simply to disciple those 950 brand-new believers. Uh, so I was impressed. I was impressed. I tell you, I, I actually, I lost it and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. I just said, God, give me souls or I die. You know, I just, oh God, this is what we were made for, to see the lost come to him, reconciled to him. Hallelujah. And uh, so it was an amazing time. And then, so I got to do the interview and, and Sid was like, let's just, let's just scrap the script and let's just go for it with the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. And um. And so we talked about, um, he wanted me to talk about intimacy and connection with the Lord. So because this, is a, this interview is going to be shown on Discovery Channel all, and all over the world, um, they, you know, an average, um, the, an average show reaches 6 million people. And these ones they do in Israel have a further reach, which is um, amazing. And you know, on Discovery Channel, that's going to be reaching people who don't know Jesus and I got to talk to them about what it means to have a connection with the living God, not to serve him as a concept or somebody that you believe in mentally, but to actually have a living, real relationship with Jesus. Hallelujah. I, um, 
I shared the story of when I was converted. I, I was in worship just as a teenager on a, on a youth camp. And I was saying to the Lord, I can't see you and I don't know, I, I don't know you. And, you know, I believe in you, but it's really hard to worship somebody I can't see and I don't know. You know everybody was lifting their hands and worshiping Jesus. And I just like, how do you do this when, like, I, I can't see you and I don't have a connection. And I said, Help. And, you know, right there, the Lord just made himself so real to me that I was forever changed. My mum said that when I came home, I was just a different person from that day on. And, you know, I believe God wants every one of us to have a personal revelation of who he is, to have a connection. It doesn't have to happen in the same way, but I can tell you this. If you will ask him for help, it will be his good pleasure to give it to you. Hallelujah. And he wants to reveal himself to you every day in different ways. He, his delight and his desire is to make himself known to you. He doesn't want to have a relation. He doesn't want to have, um, you know, a, a technical relationship with you. His desire, the joy that was set before him, was that you and he would have fellowship. That was what he did it for, so that you and he could be reconciled, that you could have fellowship with God himself. Hallelujah. He came to, to make it all right, that, that what we were, we were created for in the first place, that is fellowship with God, would be completely restored. Hallelujah. And we know, you know, the scripture says, what fellowship does light have with darkness? The answer is none. That's right. Just checking that. I'm in the right church. Hallelujah. What fellowship does light have with darkness? So therefore, God cannot have fellowship with you unless he has made you light, unless he has made you clean and holy. Hallelujah. And so by the grace of God, that's the good news that we have uh, to bring, that we, we don't have to earn our righteousness. I, I was watching, there's so many different Jewish um, sects, different uh, Orthodox Jewish sects. Some of them wear their fluffy hats. Some of them wear their different hats. I was watching them all. And some of them, the, the women, when they get married, I just see my friends at Chris, you're home from America. Welcome back. Hallelujah. Um, some of them, uh, the, the wives, the moment they get married, they have to shave their heads and they wear um, wigs in public. And, that, you know, just all these man-made rules that they follow in the hope of obtaining righteousness. And yet the reality is that none, none is righteous, no, not one, that we can't of ourselves achieve righteousness. But that's why Jesus, hallelujah, and we looked at that in Hebrews, the, the, the one who came, the only one who was a perfect sacrifice. In the old days, they had to bring um, sacrifices all the time to, for the, uh, to, to forgive sin, but it couldn't cleanse a guilty conscience. But Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, came not only to forgive you of your sin, but actually to make you brand new, to make you born again of the incorruptible perfect one. Hallelujah. So that you could have fellowship with the perfect one. Oh, look, I'm just preaching myself happy. I hope you're having a good time. <sighs> so when you look at yourself, you've got to remember because of the grace of God, I have been made right with God. I've been cleansed of a guilty conscience. Even if my heart condemns me, he is greater than my heart. Hallelujah. 
It's in the Bible. Ah, that's good news. You can just take a joy break for a minute. Ah, hooray. Thanks, God. Yay. Ah, hallelujah. Oh, you'll get your warm up. Hallelujah. <laughs> and um, so we, we saw God do some wonderful, wonderful things. I will be um, back with Sid doing another interview in February. Hallelujah, and um, so I appreciate your prayers for that, and um, just so grateful for the favor that God is giving us to be able to get the word out, and that's my heart desire, is I just want to have influence all over the world to be able to get the gospel of God into, into people's hearts so that they would connect with God, have fellowship with God, that I could fulfill my purpose, which is to be a minister of reconciliation, and that's your purpose too, hallelujah. I think about it sometimes, you know. Imagine if you had, you had a child that maybe was abducted when they were young and taken away and were told their whole life, you know, that, um, you know, their parents didn't love them or, or that they didn't even know their parents. And then you had a friend who found them on the street and said, oh, do you know your parents are looking for you? Do you know how much they love you? Do you know what they're like? You'd be so grateful to that person, wouldn't you? That's how God feels every time we reach out to somebody who doesn't know him. We have the opportunity to tell them, you've got a good father who loves you and who's reaching out to you. And he's, all of creation is testifying to the fact that you are his, that he loves you, that he wants to have relationship with you, that he's come so that you can have fellowship with him. And uh, the joy of actually bringing people to Christ is exciting and glorious, but so deeply, deeply satisfying because we get to minister out of the heart of God and that is for his lost ones. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, we're going to have a look. If you'd uh, like to turn with me to 1 John chapter 4. Hallelujah. Are you happy? If not, God knows how to help you and I encourage you to ask him for his help. Because uh, that's still my best prayer, help. God likes honest prayers. He really does. You don't have to be, you don't have to try and put on some clever prayer. You just have to tell him and be real and say, help. Because he delights to help you. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4. There's good, some good verses here. The whole book's good. Just, you could have it for dessert tonight. It's just, mm-mm. Read. First John, have second John for breakfast and third John for lunch, hallelujah. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world, verse 17. Isn't that wonderful? We can have boldness on the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Turn to your neighbor and say, as he is, so am I in this world. Do you actually believe that? Do you? I wonder. I wonder how many people actually believe that. If you believed as he is, so am I in this world. What's he like? Well, we talked about that last time I ministered. Um, we, we read uh, 1 Corinthians 13 about love. The description of love, love is patient, love is kind, it keeps no record of wrongs, it's long-suffering, it's all these good things. Love is kind. And 
God is love. Hallelujah. So therefore, if as he is, so are you in this world. Therefore, you are the personification of kindness. You are patience personified. <laughs> you are love. Wow. So when you say, as he is, so am I in this world, you're not declaring some technical, positional, theoretical thing. This is actually a reality. The just shall live by faith. We've got to put faith in the truth of what, who he is, as he is, what's he like? And our desire, our delightful privilege every day is to search him out and discover more of what he's like. Hallelujah. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. And we get to every day. He's got daily bread, fresh manna for us to reveal to us what he's like. And then it gets even better. And everything we discover about him, he says, now, as I am, so are you in this world. Oh, come on, it's a bit more exciting than you're reacting. I don't think you quite get it. Oh, like, can you imagine if you actually believed that and you walked it out by faith every day, you'd be smiling with joy about how that person is going to be impacted when they meet you. Anyway, I thought that was a good thought. Hallelujah. <laughs> but that's not the verse that I was going to major on today. It just was a treat. Hope you enjoyed it. Yum. Thank you very much, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Woohoo! Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Now, this is a really powerful verse for me. And um, we were flying home. I mean, over the next few weeks, I'll unpack some of what the Lord showed me and... and um, and did in my life. And, you know, I'm so grateful for what he does. But on the way home, um, we were flying back. We had a long way home. We went Tel Aviv, Zurich, Zurich, Singapore, Singapore, Brisbane. Got home yesterday morning. I'm awake. Hallelujah. And, um, but as we were flying into Zurich, I, I actually started to feel, I was just thinking about some things, and I started to actually feel really fearful. And it was a bit foreign to me because I haven't felt fearful for a long time, and yet I actually became almost overwhelmed with a sense of fear about particular circumstance. And as I realized what was happening, I went, oh, help, God. I feel afraid. And, and that feeling of fear is, is distressing. I'm like, ah, I feel like I've got this emotion of fear in me and I don't know what to do about it. Help God. You know, in the, in the old days when I'd get fearful, then I'd get afraid that I was afraid because I'd be afraid of being afraid because, you know, Job had those things that he feared come upon him and like, ah, woe is me. I'm afraid of being afraid. But I tell you, there is hope, hallelujah, and there is help. And in those circumstances, when, when I, as I started to have this fear, which was so, ah, where is this coming from? I couldn't rationalize it away. I realized the only way I've got to, to deal with this is by the word of God. So I, I opened up Psalm 91 and I, I read that. Have a, have a look at it if you like. 
And I prayed it and I personalized it. You know, anyone who knows me knows I love to pray the Bible. And um, so Psalm 91, and you, you may know it, know it well. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And I go on and I personalize it. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you've made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to guard you in all your ways. In their hands they'll bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You'll tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot, because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he's known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And then I read Psalm 121 and just the promises of God. And I was feeling a bit better. Then we got off to get off the plane. And I was telling Tom um, about, you know, what, I, what I'd been feeling. And um, as we were walking up the gangplank, there was this great big ad right in front of me. As I, just as I finished telling Tom, this is the ad, and all I saw was these big words right in my face. Am I a good father? It's a, it's a UBS ad that's like you could get wealth creation and it'll make you feel better about yourself, but whatever. All I saw was, am I a good father? I'm like, yes, you are. You're a good father, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. You're such a good father to me. And, you know, every time we ask for help, the Father wants to manifest himself. He wants to help us. I felt so supported. I got, I got off the plane and we had a layover. So I was um, looking at my emails and I saw an update from Chris Vallotton and he'd sent through a, a podcast and the podcast happened to be, Fear is not your friend. I'm like, oh, you're so kind, God. You're so kind. And as I was, I was looking at these things, I was thinking, God, you're so faithful you are so faithful to be our constant help. If we will just get real with God and tell him what's going on and say, Lord, help. Instead of trying to lean on our own understanding, you can't, you can't in your own strength battle things because fear is a spirit. You know, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Perfect love casts out fear. You know, it doesn't cast out emotion. It casts out fear. That's talking about a spirit. It casts out. What was happening to me on the plane was a spirit of fear trying to torment me, trying to discourage me, trying to, to um, bring me torment. You know, it says here in um, James chapter 4. Hallelujah. Well, actually, no, we'll stay, Sorry. Stay in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love, 
But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. You know, fear is designed to torment you. It's designed to um, take away your peace and get your focus on stuff and try to figure it out. Ah, what if this happens? What if that happens? Ah, why did that happen before? Well, maybe that could happen again. Ah. God's not interested, as I've said before, in trying to get you into the why, God, why. But instead, he wants you to ask the question, who, God? Who do you want to be to me in this situation? Hallelujah. Who do you want to be? Yes, Lord, you are my redeemer. The Bible says that uh, we have the armor of God and we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That means, And the, the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. We actually have power to pick up the sword of the Spirit and go to war. Now, if God is love, and as he is, so are we in this world, and perfect love casts out fear, that means that me, as he is, so in this world, he is love, therefore I am love. I cast out fear. Not in my own strength, but Christ in me who has come upon me. I have, fa- I have power to resist the devil. I have power to resist a spirit. If I'm trying to deal with something that I think is in my own flesh, then I'm going to have real trouble trying to sort that one out. But fear is a spirit that comes upon you and it needs to be resisted. James chapter 4, verse 4, we'll read from. It's a great chapter. I encourage you to have a look at it. It says, do not throw away, or do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. What the Lord's saying there is, I am jealous to be your helper. I am jealous to meet your needs. If you're out trying to find your satisfaction, trying to meet your needs in the world, then then you're going to miss it. You're going to be making room for something that is going to displace where God wants to fill. I was reading this morning uh, in the paper, there's a, um, they were saying that there's this thing, FOMO. And it's, it's a legitimate paranoia. It's a legitimate fear, fear of missing out, they call it. And people are afraid not to check their social media because they're afraid of missing out. And, you know, there's so many different fears that people have in the world. I thought that was unusual, FOMO, fear of missing out. But there's a lot of people who are... They're looking for social activity and and things to make them feel okay about themselves. Okay, I'm included. I'm in the in crowd. I'm okay. I'm this. But, you know, friendship with the world is enmity with God because when you are trying to fill a need with, with what the world has to offer, you will be forever seeking and never satisfied. God is looking for you to look to the one who actually wants to be your help doesn't mean you don't, you don't socialize. doesn't mean that you, you don't have, have um, all these good things that God wants to give. But when you are finding your satisfaction in him, you are no longer vulnerable 
to being disappointed. God wants to take away our fears. He wants to satisfy our needs. Hallelujah. When you start getting fear of, oh, what if this doesn't happen? What if, hap- what, if, what, if it, what if this? What if that? God says that we're to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. That's a proactive thing. We actually deliberately have to grab a hold of it and go, actually, no. I'm not going to have that, and I'm going to replace it with the truth. Hallelujah. You are my satisfaction. You are the one that wants to fill me. And to go to him and get the need met that he wants to fulfill. God yearns jealously to fulfill your needs. He wants to satisfy you every day. He says, ask me for daily bread. That's not just your your meals and your provision. He wants to satisfy your every need. That means your emotional needs too. Hallelujah. He, he knows how to love you better than anybody else ever could. Hallelujah. He's into public displays of affection, God is. He does. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't have to wait to a particular time to lavish you with love. You can have it at any moment of any day. You can just go and have a cuddle. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. I have one right there. Thank you, Daddy. He wants to satisfy you. He knows what you need and he wants to meet it for you. Hallelujah. Because it's perfect love. His perfect love is the only answer to fear. It actually, the word in Greek there, casts out, is balo, which is actually violently casts out. Perfect love comes in and goes, get out of here, make room, because I'm going to satisfy them to overflowing. Hallelujah. So that's why we've got to guard our hearts with diligence, with all diligence. Because if we start letting other things in and to satisfy our needs... They displace room that God is jealous to fill. Hallelujah. We need to proactively declare, thank you, Lord. It's perfect love that casts out fear. So, Father, I'm feeling fearful, so I need your help. Help me, Daddy. Help me. And he'll bring to remembrance Scripture. He'll bring to remembrance promises. He'll begin to comfort you in ways. He'll show you things that you will delight your heart. If you will start to look, if you will start to seek, you will find. Hallelujah. And he will be your satisfier and your help. Amen. Therefore, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I love it. You've you've got to couple this together. You don't just go out and go, okay, I'm resisting the devil. I'm resisting the devil. Ah, I feel afraid. I resist you, devil. I resist you. Oh, devil, I resist you. That's not actually how it works. He says, submit yourself to God. Who is God? God is love. So submit yourself to the one who loves you perfectly. I run into your arms, Daddy. Lord, I come to you. I submit myself to you. I humble myself to you by saying, I need help. Help. If you're too proud to ask for help, then you are not submitting yourself to the one who wants to love you perfectly. But if you humble yourself and go, I need help. Help me. You'll go, oh, I'm so glad you asked. Come here. Draw near to me. I'll draw near to you. I'll sing over you. I'll delight your heart. When I was a teenager, I was having insomnia and I'd have terrible nightmares. 
And one night I actually slipped out of the house and went next door to my neighbor's house. There was a Christian lady there and I asked her to pray for me so I could go to sleep. And she put me in a little bean bag and put her arm around me and she said, Lord, I just pray that the angels will sing her to sleep tonight. And I, I, I went home, got in my bed. And I, as I lay down, I actually saw and heard a choir of angels and they sang me to sleep. You know what? If you'll ask him for help, he'll give it to you. He knows exactly what you need. Hooray. He's jealous to do it. He wants to satisfy. And you don't have to put on, I'm, I'm okay, I'm, everything's fine, I'm no, I'm no worries, mate. That's actually pride. And it means that you won't get the help that you need. But if you humble yourself, that means acknowledging, I need help. Help, Jesus. He's like, ah, I'm so glad you asked. Let me come and satisfy you. Let me come and love you. Hallelujah. So you submit yourself to God who is love. (sighs) Let him take your burdens. Let him love you. Let him comfort you. Let him fill your heart. And then in that place of, oh, thank you, God. Then the enemy, as he's there trying to intimidate you, trying to bring a spirit of fear, then it becomes quite a different story resisting the devil. You're not resisting from a place of fear. You're resisting from a place of power and authority. You've got a very great big God right behind you. Hallelujah. And you can say, boo, go away. And, and the enemy's not looking at you. He's looking at God. It goes, you want to mess with her? <laughs> Hallelujah. He wants you to understand that you can exercise an authority that comes not from your theoretical understanding, but from your experiential knowledge of who he is. Hallelujah. Knowing him who is love, perfect love, he comes and he casts out fear because there's no more room left in you. Hallelujah. It's not a place you achieve. It's something that you abide in. So you might go, ah, I thought I already had this. What's wrong with me? Oh, no, I must have, something must have happened to me that now I'm in fear. No, it's just your opportunity to abide in it. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from from them all. The enemy will give it a go. He'll try to bring a spirit of fear, but he'll try to do all sorts of things. But we don't have to be afraid of him. Hallelujah. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to remind us what we look like so that we can actually then resist him and we can uh, move forward. Instead of being victims who are just trying to survive, we become victors who go out to thrive. Hallelujah. And to multiply. Amen. Father, we say thank you for your word. You are so faithful, Daddy God. We bless you. We honor you today. We say, come Holy Spirit. You know, I believe that there's people here, you've been attacked by a spirit of fear recently. Some of you that that have had um, just, uh, it's not even, you you haven't even understood what you can do about it. I want to tell you, there's not something wrong with you. The enemy hates you. He wants to torment you with fear. 
But God is jealous to be your help right now. Hallelujah. He wants to come and comfort you. He wants to not only just comfort comfort you out of the fear, he wants to so fill you that that thing is cast out and cast away from you. Hallelujah. He wants to come and satisfy you with a perfect love that's not a once-off experience but a daily thing. Hallelujah. Just like me walking out and seeing that sign, am I a good father? He's got treats for you every day, hallelujah, but he's waiting for you to ask, waiting for you to say, help Jesus, I need your help, Lord, come and help me. You know, God himself saw our condition and he said, right, I am going myself to be their sacrifice. So God of himself took part of himself, that is God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, just as we're body, soul and spirit, God himself, part of God himself, he took himself and he came to earth, hallelujah, as our Messiah, as our Redeemer, God himself became fully man and fully God that he could be the perfect sacrifice so that we could be redeemed. He died, he rose again, and now he invites us to be reconciled to who he is. You remember when God said, let us make man in our image? That's God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God himself, one God, that's who he is. And his desire was that he would have People made in his image so that he could have a counterpart. He could have fellowship with, with somebody that was made in his image. The, je- the angels look and, and just say, think it's amazing. God made these creatures that look like him so that he could have relationship with them. Wow. So Jesus came, the Lord himself to sacrifice himself for us. What greater love is there than this, that he would lay his life down for us so that we could be reconciled to him? Now all that he waits for is for you to respond to his mercy and say, Lord, I want to humble myself and acknowledge I need your mercy. I need your forgiveness. I want to have relationship with you. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. Forgive me. I want to receive your forgiveness. I want to receive your gift of um, righteousness, of being made new on the inside. He gives us a choice, you know. Even though Jesus was slain for the sin of the whole world, he waits for you to respond. Because without your response, your willing response, it's not true love. He wants a love relationship with you, so he doesn't force you into it. He waits for you to make the choice. Will you receive him? As Messiah, will you receive him as your Redeemer? Will you receive him and come into fellowship with him? Will you, will you humble yourself and say, Lord, I need forgiveness. I need redemption. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. If you're here today and you know in your heart you haven't got relationship with God, but you want to submit yourself to him. You want to say, yes, Lord, I want to respond to your mercy. I want to receive you as Savior and Lord. I want to respond to your mercy and receive your forgiveness. And I want to be made a new creation today. I want to be born again. Hallelujah. If that's you, would you wave your hand at me? I want to pray for you before we go any further today. If that's you, just give me a wave. Is there anybody here that says yes? I want to get my life right with God. Yes, I see your hand. It's beautiful. 
Anybody else that says, yes, that's me. I want to I pray for you before we go any further. Is there anybody else that says, yes, that's me? Hallelujah. You want to respond to the mercy of God today. Just give me a wave. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And would you pray this prayer with me right now? After me, Father God, thank you for coming, giving of yourself, sending Jesus to be punished in my place. I believe that he died and rose again. Right now, I give you my sin. I give you my life. And I ask you for forgiveness. I ask you for mercy. I receive your gift of righteousness. I receive your forgiveness. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, right now I pray for these ones that have just uh, invited you to come and be their Lord and those watching online. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you seal them with your blood. Lord, I thank you that you were the perfect sacrifice. Lord, and you said it is finished. Lord, I thank you for your sacrifice. And Lord, I pray that you'd seal them with your blood. Lord, that you would make them aware of your presence, that every day they would grow in the knowledge of you by your supernatural power. Spirit of God, that you would enlighten their eyes in the knowledge of you, that they would know the hope of your calling, the riches of your glorious, their, your glorious inheritance in them, the saints. Lord, that they would know the greatness of the power toward them who believe, that they would know fellowship with you in ever-increasing ways. Lord, I ask for it in your precious and holy name. And everybody said, amen. That's so, so, so beautiful and so powerful. Well, all across this room, I'm going to ask the ushers if you can come and hand out communion right now. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God, isn't he? Wonderful Jesus. If you have a need in your body, if you need healing in your body right now, I just believe the Holy Spirit is here to touch you. We've been seeing so many people instantly healed, just sitting in their seats. So right now, if there's a need that you have in your body, I want you to put your hand on that part of the body that needs to be healed. Or if you can't do that, just put your hand on your heart. And I'm going to pray for you right now. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to touch you and he's going to heal you. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you for your presence here right now. Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, in your precious and holy name, Lord, I pray that you would touch and that you would heal. Lord, I thank you that you send your word and you heal them. And right now we send forth your word in your name. And we say, by your stripes, we are healed. Lord, I declare healing. I declare wholeness and freedom. I thank you for miracles and healing now in the name of Jesus. Touch them, Lord. I thank you for deliverance and freedom. I thank you, Lord, that you touch hearts. You touch blood pressure. Lord, I thank you now that cancer goes in the name of Jesus because you have conquered it. Lord, we 
release your word of healing. We release healing and wholeness now in the precious name of Jesus. And we say, thank you. By your stripes, we were healed. We celebrate you. I thank you, Lord, for healing shoulders, backs, necks, ears, eyes. Now in Jesus' name, your wholeness comes upon them. Thank you, Lord, for healing disease. Lord, I thank you that even as we read in Psalm 91, Lord, we have no fear over any plague because nothing shall by any means harm them. Right now, in the name of Jesus, any disease that people are facing, now in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. I tell it to go in Jesus' name and I release the healing power of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your touch. Touch and heal right now, Daddy, we ask. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. Magnificent God. Hallelujah. Give me a wave if you feel like the Holy Spirit was just touching you right then. Oh, that's so wonderful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you for your power, Daddy God. Father, I thank you. Lord, I pray that you would bless us and keep us. Lord, that you'd make your face shine on them and be gracious to us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace, Papa. Come, Holy Spirit. I ask for everyone represented here and each one watching, Lord, that they would be aware of your presence, that they would know your fellowship, that they would have genuine connection with you, that they wouldn't be tormented by fear, but that instead, Lord, they would lay hold of you and your help Lord, that you would deliver them, cast the fear out by filling them with your perfect love. Father, I ask that you'd remind them through the week when things try to come against them of the power that they have, the Word of God that you've given them, the comfort that they can have as they run into you, their strong tower, their refuge, their strength. And Lord, we ask that you would bless them indeed. Lord, enlarge your territory. Let your hand be with them and keep them from evil that they may not cause pain. Use them as ministers of reconciliation reconciliation this week. Lord, I ask that you bless their prayer lives. Bless them indeed, Daddy. We ask in your precious and holy name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you as you as you go and have communion together. <laughs>